0: Hello and welcome to State of Crime. One state, two murders, lots of crime. With Kaylin and Elena. Hi. And we're bummed. We are bummed. Maria had to leave early. I know. I know she's not going to get to hear my
1: case and I'm so sad. That's all right. Maybe she'll listen to it. She better. Maria
0: you better listen or else.
1: <laughs> so yeah so we did lie a little bit at the end of the last episode <laughs> saying that she'd be here for this yeah. one but some some stuff came up which is totally fine. Yes and so. she got
0: called away so we shall just miss her. But we're going back to New Jersey. We are back in New Jersey. And like I said, so my husband's from New Jersey, and he actually grew up close to both of our murders. Mm -hmm. Although he doesn't seem to have known about either one of them, which which makes me very suspicious. But (laughs) we'll talk about my suspicious and my new conspiracy (laughs) theory later.
1: And honestly, I enjoyed recording our last episode so much. I, and I said this in our little break, is I don't think I've ever, while recording, got so much joy out of other people's anger, like, ever. Because I, as they're, like, screaming,
0: I was just sitting back smiling, just waiting. And... Well, I was kind of amazed at how angry I got. Because, like I said, I was very, I, I remember watching that America's, you, Most, America's Most Wanted, Most Wanted episode, and I remember the follow-up with, you know, it was all over the place that, you know, they had helped catch this dude, and, um, but I didn't know the letter. The letter really set me off, like, just listening to that whiny, you know, trying to make excuses for yourself, and I think especially on the heels of the, out you know, talking about the Alford case, or the Alford plea, with the Riggs case, and just that people not taking responsibility, I'm done with it. Yeah. Done with it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But it was fun. I enjoyed it a lot. It was a good one. (laughs) And so, like I said last time, I'm very aware of Elena's case this week. So,
0: I want you to help me tell it. because, And, like, because there's so much out there, Mm -hmm. you know. And so, first of all, this is an unusual case, again, because it is an unsolved case, Mm -hmm. which, you know, you and I said we weren't going to do too many of. And
1: that I've been on the kick
0: lately. (laughs) I know. But this one just really, and I said, you know, so... When we're in Louisiana and I did my, you know, supposedly, I'm going to put air quotes around voodoo, murder case with the Church of Sacrifice and all that nonsense, which again, was really just a reflection of a lot of racism and and things like that. This is another one of those cases that I feel like um, there's a lot of nonsense that has accumulated around it. And it is a case that is ripe for conspiracy theories.
1: We've um, talked a lot about, in previous cases, we've talked a lot about the satanic panic, mm-hmm. which granted this wasn't in the 80s when most of the satanic panic was happening. Was in
0: Although, the 80s. to be fair though, there was a lot of it going on in the 70s mm-hmm. as well, which I think, I think in the 80s, when it really shifted to the daycares and you had those very notorious cases, that's why people associated it more with the 80s. But throughout this late 60s 70s 80s you know this was the era people believed that you could listen to records backwards and that you know artists were hiding satanic messages you know that that great hair bands of the 70s all used satanic imagery you know um, i remember stairway to heaven everybody thought that was a song about satanism and, well, and all and this sort of thing and you can
1: still find a lot of that shit today where you can go on youtube and you can you can either do like satanic things in music or you can like look up the Illuminati stuff Mm -hmm. in music and movies and you can go in a deep fucking rabbit hole of them, people, I don't know who Mm -hmm. them would be, but people who are taking these songs, music videos, movies, television shows, and just picking apart these things that are like, Oh, it's the Illuminati. Right. Well, and
0: I, I mean, so in, you know, the late 960s you have, um, you know, Rosemary's baby comes out <laughs> and that's, and then after that, I, I remember I was God, I don't know. I, I had to have been like either right before junior high, junior high age, um, there was a movie called, I kid you not, Satan School for Girls, and it was one of my favorites, <laughs> and it starred Kate Jackson before she was on Charlie's Angels, and it, oh my God, it's the greatest movie ever made, and I think it's in YouTube on its entirety, and then there was a remake, don't watch the remake, watch the original <laughs> 1970s, because it's it's a beautiful thing, but... So, my case is the case of Jeanette de Palma, okay. and your very favorite podcast of all time okay. did a four part series okay. on this, which I listened to probably. Not quite all the way through the the first three. I just ran out of time. And they do such a great in-depth. And they look at a lot of the thing. Because in addition to the satanic brouhaha around this case, there's also a whole lot of accusations of police Mm cover-ups, police, um, what do I want to say, like mishandling maybe Mm -hmm. or inadequacy. Which again, in the 70s, Small town. And even though we're in New Jersey, Springfield, New Jersey is is a fairly small town. Yeah. Uh, very much like the town of Union, like I said, where my husband grew up. Your case was in Westfield, New Jersey. And they are all very, very close together yeah. geographically as well. So.
1: And, yeah, this case is is good. It's a good mm-hmm. one. And Nick from True Crime Garage does a fantastic job of being able to, like, Deep dive and get not only the facts, but also he, the reason it's such a long four part, uh, episode is because he does deep dive into just about every theory, right? Any, all of the big theories that they have.
0: And which I'm still not convinced by any of them, I don't think. No, neither am I. So, all right. So on the 7th of August, 1972 in Springfield, New Jersey, We have a young girl named Jeanette De Palma, 16 years old, who had apparently been fighting with her parents throughout the day. Mm -hmm. Um, And yet she was going to a friend's house that evening who lived about eight miles away. She was going to walk the three miles and then catch a train the rest of the way to her friend's house, which again, not that unusual. Um, And even though there had been some family strife and bickering going on, they let her leave. So it doesn't seem like she slammed out of the house angrily or anything like that. No,
1: because originally, from (laughs) what I understand, is that she had made plans with her friend, and then her parents were like, no, you can't go, you've got chores. And then she had somehow talked her way into it anyway. And there had, like you said, there had already been some... Some tiffs, right. not arguments, I wouldn't yes. call them, but there were some, some tiffs within the family right. that day, and her mom tried to talk her into letting her mom drive her at least to the train station, right. but she was like, no, it's a nice day, I want to walk. She had even called a couple of her friends to see if they would walk with her. She asked her sister if her sister would walk with her. And nobody, they were either busy or didn't want to. Right. So she ended up taking that trip by herself. Yes.
0: And they were, again, the De Palmas were a very religious family. They were evangelicals. Um, Jeanette always wore a small gold cross around her neck. And even though they were very active in their church, there were some... I ran around some reports that maybe Jeanette was a little rebellious, a little bit wild, you know, was dipping her toe out, which again, not that unusual. So
1: what I found most confusing about this case is the amount of conflicting reports on almost everything. So you can find so many reports saying that she was a little rebellious. Sometimes she, there was some reports saying that she was kind of, I don't want to use the word promiscuous, but Mm -hmm. like she kissed a lot of boys. There Mm -hmm. were some that was like, She smoked some weed and she was kind of a party girl, but then you can find a lot of reports on the completely opposite end of the spectrum where they were like, no, she was very religious. She didn't do much. She, if she was interested in boys, it was only that boy. She never kissed anybody. She was never like a party girl. So it's really hard because there are so many different accounts of everybody kind of saying different things.
0: So it's really hard to kind of get a feel of what kind of girl she was. Exactly, And, you know, we don't have, like, you know, journals or anything like Mm -hmm. that from her to kind of fill in those gaps. And I also feel like, you know, when you look at photographs of Jeanette De Palma, she looks exactly like all of Ted Bundy's victims. You know, she's got the long, straight, dark hair, Mm -hmm. parted down. She looks like every other girl in the 70s. And I think it's very easy For people to project. You know what I mean? Do they, oh, well, her family's really, really religious. Of course she was rebellious. And so they, you know, they go follow that narrative and so on. I think
1: another problem with trying to figure out what kind of girl she was is from all accounts that I could find is during this time, because it was so big, there were a lot of people using it kind of like a lesson to their kids. like. Ooh, she did some drugs. Mm -hmm. You shouldn't do that or you're going to end up dead. Or, ooh, she was a party girl. She
0: became a morality tale rather than a real human being.
1: Exactly. And I think that's another hard thing is because parents were trying to twist her to be some type of way to kind of scare their kids straight. And so I think that also very much did not help with trying to figure out what
0: kind of girl she was. Right. So... And, and again, you were talking about the conflicting reports. So we don't even know with 100% certainty whether or not she showed up at her friend's house because some reports said she did, and there was a party, but she left the party. Others say she never made it.
1: Well, the friend's party, that was a different friend's house. Okay. So she there were, there were rumors and people saying that she did make it to a friend's house. Okay. I don't remember her name, but that was supposedly like the party house. All right. And that she was there at some point, but from all accounts that I ever found, she never made it to the friend's house. To her destination.
0: All righty. And so then another conflicting report Her parents do report her missing to the police. Mm -hmm. The police seem to keep making the claim that they, that the parents said she was a runaway. Mm -hmm. The parents and others say, no, they reported her missing. And then, of course, they were told by the police, you have to wait 24 hours back then um, to report her missing, even though she's a minor. And then there was that idea that, well, if she was a runaway, those cases usually weren't investigated very strongly, which... I'm sorry, that is so stupid. We've talked I, about this. Yeah, before. I yeah. don't care if they ran away or, you know, or some other reason they're missing. They are likely in equal danger. I mean, what we know about sexual trafficking of young girls and even young boys and things like that whether they run away or not they're still in danger they're in danger they're vulnerable they're probably not in a good place they're not running away to join a monastery or you know which also is not necessarily a safe place thanks to the catholic church but um you know we know that There's danger. So in any case, there's conflict there. Well, in another part of that, and this also ties into part of the
1: argument with her mother earlier that day, is that that same day, Jeanette had found out that her cousin had actually been missing. I use missing in air quotes because Uh her cousin was known to run away for a few days, kind of get out. Um, But she was gone, I believe, for a week and nobody had seen or heard from her. And so they had told Jeanette that her cousin had ran away and Jeanette got mad that nobody told her sooner. Okay. And so that also could play into effect on why police are like, Oh no, she ran away. Like her cousin Cousin, just did this, this and that. And again,
0: I don't care. Yeah. (laughs) Like no matter what, she's probably not in a safe place. But even if that were
1: the case, it doesn't make sense because if they ha- if nobody had seen or heard from her cousin in so long, she just got mad at her mom that nobody told her sooner. Why would she run away? Because she clearly doesn't know where her cousin is. Exactly. Or she wouldn't have gotten mad
0: that nobody told her. At any rate, um, after that day of August 7th, 1972, Jeanette is not seen. Mm-hmm. And she remains missing for about six weeks. And... It's not until the 19th of September that something gruesome and shocking happens. And again, though, there's conflicting reports slightly. So one of the reports was that a man was walking his dog Mm -hmm. and that it was a larger breed and that the dog came running to him with a forearm and a hand attached to it of a decomposed body. Mm-hmm. There's another version, right? Yes. Where there's a woman who has a very small dog and it shows up dragging this forearm with the hand attached.
1: So I actually have heard another okay. version. Now the version that I heard was there is a landlady who owns an apartment complex That's the one I'm
0: thinking of, yes.
1: And she calls the police saying that she found an arm. On okay. the property. Gotcha. And they, police had been, she'd called the police many times before this because there were some, a group of boys that liked to play pranks on her. That's right. And stuff like that. So when she originally called, they almost didn't take it very seriously.
0: Because they thought it was another prank. They
1: thought it was another prank. So they sent a guy out. They sent a patrol officer out there and he's going in thinking it's just another prank when he then sees the arm himself and he's like, oh, fuck, this is like a real thing. Right.
0: But then they make this weird jump that it was her dog, right? It or was a
1: tenant's dog. dog. It okay. was, I believe they said it was a Dalmatian that okay. normally when this tenant let her dog out it was never like on a leash she just let it he ran he would do his thing and then he'd come back so they believe that he ran found the arm came back left it went inside with his owner
0: so which is still it's still strange right it's still very strange exactly but at any case they now have something to go on you know and like we said springfield new jersey there's not a ton of missing people or anything. So I believe it
1: said that at this time she was the only missing person in this town. And I think even the couple of surrounding towns.
0: And so the thoughts immediately go, this is awful, Mm -hmm. you know, and indeed it is. So they go outside of town to an area. And here's another thing that I think a lot of people don't realize about New Jersey is, you know, we all think of it as this very industrialized, you know, it's just covered in factories. New Jersey has a lot of kind of wildernessy kind of places. Foresty. Yes, and and pretty densely forested. And so this area that we're talking about where her body was found, even though it's surrounded by very densely populated towns and a lot of them, it itself it definitely has very much, like you said, a wilderness feel to it. And so there's an area there, it's an old rock quarry, that um, is called the Devil's Teeth because there's this rock cropping, and you can look this up on, online, and it does. It looks like this kind of monstrous sort of mouth with these big rocky teeth or mm-hmm. fangs inside of it. Yeah, And on top of that area where it's kind of a cliff, they find her body. And again, sources vary. So there are some who claim that she was found on her back. Mm -hmm. Although most people say no, she was found face down with the arm that was still attached. I believe
1: it was her left arm under under her face.
0: Under her face, under her head. She was clothed. Mm -hmm. The only thing that was... Missing really was the gold necklace that yep. she always wore, and there was no clear way that it should have just fallen off or or been missing. Um, the body was very very badly decomposed, okay. and they so much so that the ground,
1: like when they moved her body, the ground had been sunken in from where her body was laying.
0: So it had been there a long time, mm-hmm. and also they could not even really truly identify her. They had to use dental dental records records because animals had, other animals had also disturbed the body. One of the uh, police officers that I heard describe it said that this is really gross, but that on her face, like her, it was gone. Mm -hmm. Like There was no flesh left.
1: Well, and to give the the listeners kind of a better, if they're not going to, if they don't look up the pictures, but to get a better kind of, Visual visualization of where how this is placed is on one side to get up to the top of this rock quarry thing it's a steep climb it's a, steep, it's a climb. steep hill and then it's kind of a flat top and then on the opposite side is a cliff yes and so it's such a steep climb up the opposite edge that to get her body down, instead of taking her down the hill, they had a fire truck yes. pull up to the cliff part and put their right. ladder up to be able to better get her down. Right.
0: Yeah, there was no way. And like I said, my, my husband and his bro- his brother used to climb up here and then not far from where her body's found, there's also like this wooden tower kind of lookout place and they used to climb that and use an old telescope and watch the Twin Towers being built and that plays in that tower actually plays into some conspiracy theories around her death so we might get to that but anyway so when they find the body one of the things that they then start to talk about is like at first you know obviously the body seems placed you know the fact that her one the fact that she's face down is kind of weird There's no visible sign of trauma. They don't know exactly what killed her. And the coroner eventually says that the mode of death is strangulation, although there's no real reason to come to that, except that there doesn't seem to be any evidence of, like, stab wounds. Like, there's no, you know, damage left on the body. There's nothing in the bones that looks like a blade hit it. There's no... Shotgun, you know, there's no gunshot gunshot wounds or anything like that.
1: Now I don't remember this particularly. Maybe you do. Do you Mm -hmm. remember them ever talking about the hyoid bone and whether or not that was broken?
0: No, I do not. So
1: if any of you don't know what the hyoid bone is, it is a very fragile bone in your neck Mm -hmm. and a lot of the times in strangulation victims that hyroid bone is broken because it's very 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 fragile Mm -hmm. and that's normally how they can tell if somebody's been strangled if there are no like ligature marks which there were not on right
0: well that that they could see because of the decomposition yeah so
1: So i don't i don't remember if they had said anything they never know and in
0: fact this was something that was across the board, everyone agreed they didn't really understand why he said strangulation. Like, do you know what I... Like, yeah. there was no way to really make any sort of a definitive call.
1: I think they should have probably worded it better to where it was, like, strangulation or suffocation. Mm-hmm. Like, because when there's nothing... Well, to- and I think
0: they might have done that. But again... Okay. Some there, sort of asphyxiation Yeah, yeah but there's, her. again, who knows for sure. And also... um this was weird there was a high high level of lead in her body and that was never explained either so and that was kind of a weird you know sort of anomaly um but the other thing that made this weird and again this has a lot of you know this is where it really gets kind of muddy is that her body in addition to looking like maybe it had been posed in some way there were logs placed around the body to kind of form the shape of a coffin. Okay, so
1: I want to interrupt okay. you here. And
0: go, there were oh yeah, also, and a number of small wooden crosses would have been placed in the shape of crosses all around the body, like within this kind of coffin shape. Now, there are reports of an altar and all of these other symbols. But the most trustworthy sources that I could find said no. But the one that does stick are the pieces of wood around the body kind of... You know when you watch like old vampire movies, they have that kind of almost a trapezoidal sort of like coffin shape? You know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about where it's kind of got the different angles. It's not just a rectangle. It was, And you can see diagrams again online. So. Okay,
1: so I want to okay. conflict this. Okay. So, from what I found... Okay, so... I did a little bit of research on this case before she... Well, no. Before after, she knew I was going to... It was... Okay, so it was... <laughs> did de- you cheat? No. She cheated. Kind of. Not on purpose. she cheated <laughs> on accident. Because when we recorded our Louisiana case, as soon as I left your house, mm-hmm. you sent that text of mm-hmm. what you were doing. Right. Well, you and I have never picked the same case before. Uh-huh. And I'm pretty sure I just didn't really read it. I just like, oh, okay.
0: Whatever. Uh-huh. Well, and to be fair too, I said I'm doing... Jeanette, um, you didn't tell me the devil's teeth. Right. The name didn't. Right. I said her name. Jeanette De Palma. De Palma. And you were like, okay. And then, and then later you were like, the devil's teeth. And, And yeah. So I
1: had done, I had done some research. Now when it comes to what was placed around her body, there are actually three reports. Okay. On what was done. The first one is from, one of the responding police officers mm-hmm. that was there when the body was found. Right. He says that the only thing that was around her body were rocks placed oh, okay. in a half circle around like her head, like a halo. And then we've got a girl, and I do not remember her name for the life of me. Um, she went, I believe she was teenager. She, I believe, went to school with Jeanette. And she, two days after they found her body, she... This would be me. I'm sorry. This would this would well. Totally this would be me. a lot
0: of teenagers. Yeah. honestly. I mean, they, these places become. Uh uh-huh. like, And the, yeah. So so
1: two days after they found her body, this teenage girl goes up to where they found her body, and she says that one she could see where the body was because the, it, the indentation it, it had been sunken into the ground, and what she had seen were the rock halo around her head. And a couple of twigs that had looked like they had been placed, like crosses, randomly around her body. Now, then the third report comes from a news article that said... That was the one that said that there were a bunch of crosses around her body. That there was the um, coffin-like mm-hmm. she- logs around her. And they had gone into like a bunch of stuff. And I I almost... Think that Because it's like you have one from one person, one from another person, and one from a social media outlet. Right. Well, not social media, from a media outlet. Mm-hmm. And I have a hard time with any of them because one, the cop that claims that he only saw the halo. the halo, he was not there very long. He was there and then they were like, oh, it's the dead body. We need everybody out, investigators in. So he didn't see a whole lot of it. And then my problem with the teenage girl who claims that she saw the crosses and the halo, my problem with that is that was two days later. Nobody knows who else was in or out
0: of that right. after they took her body And away. just like today, you know, people put candles and things like, you know. Like a could, memorial. Yeah, it could very well have been people placing those.
1: Exactly. And I think that maybe with the news article, I've and we have see this all the time of media sensationalizing Mm -hmm. everything. And so do we believe that maybe they caught on, they heard about the crosses and they're like, ooh, there was probably crosses and these and Mm -hmm. these because you don't have photos from the actual crime scene. Yes, there are diagrams. Right. But who put that up?
0: Exactly. Yeah, we don't know.
1: So it's kind of, again, with the conflicting reports on what's there. So- that's the hard thing I have with that. I almost don't believe with the logs mm-hmm. in it being like a coffin-shaped. Um, and I know that a lot of people, you said about the altar, and I know a mm-hmm. lot of people were saying that like the right. coffin shape was kind of like the altar. Yeah. Even though most altars are like risen above ground, it was kind of like a just there type thing. I don't know. It's hard to think.
0: It's hard to know for sure. Right. But and it's hard to know... To, I mean, you know, in a place like that, so first of all, we're dealing with a cliff that people have always claimed looks like the devil's skull or the, you know, with the devil's teeth. I mean, right there, people are putting faces and anthropomorphizing, you know, a piece of nature, which is what humans do. You know, I mean, think of all the mountains that, you know, look like a sleeping woman or... Do you know what I mean? mean, Or like what comes to my mind is holes, uh, God's thumb. Right, yes, exactly. And so... And especially if you know somebody's died in this area, then how many of this, you know what I mean? How much of this is, is sensationalized? Yes. Yeah, exactly. In
1: a, yeah. So it's, it's difficult to say, but And, I mean, they talked about this a lot in the True Crime Garage episode, and he, Nick did say that, like, his, he probably believes that it was maybe somewhere in between what the cop
0: said Mm -hmm. and what the teenage girl said. Right. Because usually that's the case, right? Yeah. Is the truth lies somewhere in between. And
1: another thing is, is I kind of put, I have a hard time because part of me really wants to put a lot more faith into this teenage girl because... She was there for as long as she wanted to be. Mm -hmm. Nobody else was around. She had a moment where she could really look at things and see things.
0: Right. But
1: how much of this was just like, and I mean, I don't really believe a whole lot in too much coincidence. It's not a coincidence. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? There's only small coincidences in my mind. But how much of this, I mean, they are in a wooded area. Mm -hmm. twigs fall off trees all the fucking time right so how much of this was like accidental Mm -hmm. versus like purposely placed there. And especially like you said, with it being the devil's teeth and the devil's skull, Mm -hmm. like that already put some sort of satanic thoughts.
0: Well, the other thing is they are crosses. Nobody says they're upside down crosses. They're just crosses. Crosses. And so to make that leap again to this was, you know, a coven of witches or, you know, the Satanism Mm -hmm. angle is just to me insane. I don't see anything like this. Now I will tell you, this is one thing I thought, and the way her body is found, too, you know, who knows? Did she, you know, I, was there any evidence of other people up there? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's no talk about other footprints or, do you know, like, anything like that. And but so at I'm the like,
1: same time, she was, pro- they estimate that she was up there since she died. She right. died up there.
0: And that she had probably died, but either... If not the night she disappeared very the, shortly thereafter. Yeah.
1: And so that was six weeks. Right. So any, I think any other like evidence of footprints or other people, things are going to get washed away. And like, yeah. it's, it's the, it, you're in the, not jungle. It's yeah. not a jungle. It's a foresty area. Right. And so there's wildlife. So there's that's nature. my point. I mean, like, did
0: she end up going up there with a friend or couple and got really drunk and passed out and they left her and, and stumbled she, home and she just died of exposure alcohol, or, yeah, alcohol, or yeah alcohol yeah whatever mm-hmm. because the way she was found is interesting and then there, one of the first people that they talked about was supposedly there was a homeless man who'd been living up in that area they called him red that's the only designation yeah. he has you know and then so he's one of the first suspects But then apparently he left the area, you know, shortly after her death. And I was like, well, what if he stumbled upon her body and maybe placed some of these things? Do you know what I mean? Like if he's homeless, he's probably not your most logical thing. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And perhaps he had placed some of these things or, you know, as a way of just, you know, trying to honor the body. Does that make sense? Like he couldn't Mm -hmm. bury her. So, well, I'll just place some rocks or some you know, crosses around or as a way to, you know, sanctify it and then just went on his way sort of a thing.
1: I think this is one of the cases that the police went so, they dove really deep into the coven of witches and the satanic. Which I don't understand. So did you look into them talking to the experts on the satanic stuff and the witches? A
0: little bit. And then I know like the teenage, there was teenage kids who were like, oh, we all knew there was this coven of witches. You know, and I mean, it's just that bullshit. Yeah. You know, all of that, um, you know, all of those urban legends and urban myths that every area has and that everybody talks about. And it's like, okay, okay, and I was even like, when I was looking online and doing some research, one of the comments that I just loved was somebody was said, I think it was on Reddit. Somebody said, why is it that all of us know that as soon as you hear it's a satanic cult, it's a bunch of bullshit, <laughs> but the police always seem to just dive in with both feet, you know? <laughs> or, for real. Yeah.
1: Well, and so they did go to a couple of experts to figure out if these things that they quote unquote found with her body would be of that of somebody who was worshiping some side of some sort of satanic thing. If it was, um, if it fit with like a satanic ritual or if it fit into like a coven of witches and both of them, both of the experts that they talked to were like, no, (laughs) everything that they supposedly found with the body more went towards a religion crosses. Mm -hmm. Um, the, What's, what did we just? The coffin, the coffin, yes. and stuff like that. All of that goes more towards religions. And at this time, even now, when we when we talk about witches, now they're more of like I'm sorry to like generalize this. Don't want to offend mm-hmm. anybody, but the
0: first of all, they're not ever satanic. I mean, very you know, no, they're, they're always like about hippie. nature. Yeah, they're nature. nature lovers
1: exactly. And that's what that's what they were told is like. If it, the witches are witches now are not some like evil spirits no. that are trying to kill people, that's they the are. That's the
0: medieval, you know, <laughs> that's that whole nonsense, which you know, probably never existed there, that is a complete fabrication. And that's why I said, because the stuff does seem to be, you know, very Christian influenced, almost respectful. That's why I'm like, well, if this red homeless guy was up there. Yeah. And maybe he f- stumbled across the body and he did this as, you know, some sort of his own personal ritual. Mm-hmm. And so like, yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, and this is where I want to jump in real quick as I already have been for most of the episode, <laughs> which is but, fine. So, I didn't I don't think I said anything about this in our last episode or the beginning of this one yet. But we did I told you there was a method to our madness on why we swapped days for this week, and this is it. So, I don't know if you came across any of the articles that tried to connect my list family murders yes. to this um, murder of Which is Jeanette so stupid, De Palma. Because
0: they were very close. Again, geographically, these things happened closely. But to try and tie those two <laughs> things together, so stupid. So I'll tell you their reasoning. Oh, God. It's fucking dumb, but Thank I'm going to
1: do it anyway.
0: This is why some people should not be allowed on the internet. But go so, ahead. So,
1: the oldest daughter of John List, who he was scared that she was going to lose her religion and they were not going to have entrance to heaven because she wanted to be an actor and mm-hmm. all this shit. So she was 16 years old. And like you said, they were very ge- geographically close. Now, when they did some searching in the house, I believe they found it in her room were some books about witch covens. <laughs> and so because they found books, books about witches in her room they're like oh she had to have been a witch and so she was involved in killing
0: not because every teenage girl ever in the history of america has not gone through a phase where she was fascinated with witchcraft well
1: and see when (laughs) it was so funny because they do talk about this in the true crime garage episode too and i believe it was the captain that was like well if you think about it, if you go into Nick's house, you're gonna find all of these books on murderers, yeah, <laughs> but like he's not trying to be a murderer. He right. just l- thinks it's interesting, right. and so, like them trying people trying to connect this yeah. list family murders to Jeanette de Palma is fucking first ridiculous of all, dumb, yeah, very ridiculous. well, and there's
0: another tie too, to a kid who in nineteen seventy five also very close by in this area, and in fact, that tower I was telling you about that my husband and his brother used to climb, was torn down after this because a 15-year-old boy who went to a private school in the area killed his parents with an axe, so it ties into my axe murders thing, and then ran up to that tower, slid his wrist, one of his wrists, and then leapt to his death from the tower. Whoa! And people have also been trying to tie him to this Jeanette De Palma case, again, that he was also either part of this satanic cult, Coven of Witches. Yeah, thank you for rolling your eye. I mean, it was just ridiculous. Jesus. Again, a great tragedy, but very much probably just a kid who was, like John List, in such a restrictive, perfectionist household that, you know... They exploded. Yeah, things went wrong and... So there's, like I said, there's a lot of just ridiculous stuff. There's also one of the theories floating around about Jeanette De Palma is that she herself was a member of this coven of witches, that she willingly allowed herself to be sacrificed for some reason. Yeah, I mean, they are ridiculous, the number of um, theories out there. and, and The that, mob? Yes. <laughs> and then there was also... This running thing that of, you know, police cover-ups and that they've tried to, I don't know, like they're protecting somebody or whatever. Yeah, there was a big one about
1: the mob, about her parent or her dad. Because her last name's De
0: Palma, you know, and it's Italian. And like I said, I've been re-watching The Sopranos. <laughs> and I'd like to point out that at the most, there's only ever probably been 5,000 Italians in this country who were ever members of the mob at the same time, at the Mm -hmm. most. And there's over 20 million people in this country who claim Italian descent. So, you know, the fact that we tie those things together so close. And I thought it was very interesting that The Sopranos had to inject that (laughs) into one of their episodes just to be like, hey, we made this whole big series about it, but we don't want to, you know, demonize all Italians. (laughs) Um, But anyway, so... But back to that police thing. Apparently there was a hur I think it was Hurricane Floyd, which led to a lot of flooding, I think, in nineteen ninety nine, and that did destroy her file. And then you have other people who are claiming, but her file was missing for longer than oh. that. And you know, again, it just goes on and on. Her family was very, very private and did not ever want to speak too much about it, which I get, you know, yeah. and they had um, a lot of kids. Yeah. And, and one of the things too, that people pointed out was that, you know, when her body was found, her mother said, well, I felt for a long time that she was dead and now she's safe in heaven. And people thought that was freaky and like weird. Like
1: had something to do yeah, with it And they but, knew that she was dead before. Yeah.
0: But again, if you're super religious and your daughter has disappeared for six weeks, I don't think it's that unusual for people to fear the worst, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, and to think, well, if she's in heaven, you know, that sort of a, well, you know, a to comfort closure yeah, for yeah, her. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, and people just choose. And again, we've also talked about, you don't know how you're going to grieve or what you're going to say and how people are going to grab onto that and interpret it and twist it. So, yeah. In any case, there's a lot of stuff out there. This is one of those. If you want to go down a rabbit hole, go. I believe that either she stumbled across somebody, you know, in the wrong time or that possibly she did end up partying with some, you know, something like that happened. I I lean very strongly to this homeless red or somebody may have stumbled across her corpse, and whatever imagery there may have been there, that was probably just a way to try to, again, sanctify the area where her body was in their, you know, own way. Um, I, like said, satanic cults and all that are just so, they're so much fun for movies, but... In real life. I don't know why. People are so quick to jump to that. Though,
1: Yeah. I don't know. And I think... I think the hard thing with it is... I, I feel like maybe part of the reason that all of these bonkers theories come out are because, like... Especially in this case, police have fucking nothing. nothing. And so they are just grasping mm-hmm. for anything they can get their and hands on. And back then,
0: I mean... Even even today a case like this would be almost impossible forensic even with all the forensics because us, yeah. her body had been out there for so long, all the animal interference, those sorts of things. Um I can you know, in the nineteen seventies, 1972, they had practically nothing. Yeah. And even like we said, you know, every police department did it differently. They didn't have all of the rules and the procedures that we now know are a big part of solving yeah. crimes. And this was an area where these sorts of things didn't happen. Mm-hmm. So it was just, there were a lot of things that went into this. And again, I think horrible events like this are often become mirrors for society to reflect its own fears and worries. and in any case so that yeah that you know these cases become reflections of the society at the time its own fears and worries so.
1: i also does i don't think it helps with media sensationalizing everything because no. what sells
0: right well crazy and, shit and that's the big thing too is that there's a magazine called weird new jersey which picked this story up around i want to say i think it was in the early 2000s and injected new life especially into the satanic angle um they eventually wrote a book about it and so, which i haven't read but it seems like they really kind of played in and then they claimed that they were getting all these secret letters and bits of information from people and they really played up all the conspiracy and yeah, and Bullshit. like I tried looking at some of their stuff online and almost everything it was like an anonymous source or you know a young woman who was a teenager at the time but they never Give you know a name. yeah the sources aren't like your valid sources That's so dumb. Another crazy case.
1: Yeah. and that that doesn't even like touch the surface of it there's so much to this case and
0: so like if you want to know more I think True Crime Garage definitely did the best job out of any that I Mm -hmm. found out there and are the most rational about it yeah so I like them me too yeah so anyway thank you again for listening being with us we Um, cannot tell you where
1: we'll be next week because we have not quite decided yet Germany are we doing Germany first? I'm doing Germany okay we'll do Germany first then we're going to be in Germany next week which is going to go great with the rest of our German <laughs> shit that we've, we've covered the last couple of weeks with our German yes. immigrants or first uh, first generation well, German Well, because I've got a case
0: that ties into
1: my other stuff, so. Oh, uh-huh. mm-hmm. someone's prepared. Yes. I am not. So, um, if you have any recommendations, especially for any of these uh, countries with us going internationally, we haven't really decided... Specifically what countries we're going to do or really how we're going to form this at all. Um, we're just kind of <laughs> winging it right now. But if you have any suggestions, you can email us at stateofcrimepodcast@gmail.com, at gmail.com. Or you can just message our Facebook page. Um, that will probably get a quicker response, to be completely yes. honest. Um, also, go in and make sure you join our Facebook discussion group. So you can come chit chat with us and see what kind of fun things that we find and yes. post. And our, our discussion page does have a very vast different, It's there's so many different things on our discussion <laughs> page. From funny memes to very serious articles to just like everything, that anything you could find or figure out. Right. Um, there's some TV show suggestions from some of our mm-hmm. listeners and a lot of things like that. So join that come chit chat with us. Um we have not been on our Twitter or our Instagram again. <laughs> maybe I'll do that tonight. Maybe I'll jump We're on there. We're just going to talk about it
0: every week just so you know it's out there. Just in case somebody yeah. is
1: like, maybe maybe, <laughs> maybe we need to hire somebody to take those on for there us." There you go. Um, so if any of you want to take on our Instagram or our <laughs> Twitter, let me know. We need a media god, <laughs> seriously. Or goddess, seriously. So and if you are listening on an Apple product, make sure you go into your Apple podcast, rate and review us. If any of you listen on an Android or um, and you have like the the the, the podcast app that like yeah. is automatically on it, if you can rate and review on that, let us know. And if you can do it on there too, I guess. And we
0: also appreciate the people who have shared uh-huh. episodes or mentioned us on their Facebook pages. That's mm-hmm. so sweet and kind and it thoughtful does of because- you. And- We really do appreciate those shout outs. We do.
1: It helps us a lot and it makes our days. It does. So next week, Germany. After that, who knows? (laughs) So
0: until next time. Thanks for listening.